You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, September 27th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. Again, this is Nash Walker, writer at Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins, and we have made it to the final week of the season. I can't believe it. I mean, it's... Uh, it's always surprising how fast it goes, isn't it? The season just flies. I remember looking back and thinking there's a long way to go in like May. And here we are. It's September 27th. The Twins have six games remaining. And um, we're getting to the end here. And we've we've made it to the end of a what can't be described as anything other than a extremely disappointing season, perhaps the most disappointing season in team history. But we've just done so much. You know, this podcast, I think we're going to have 150 or 170 episodes over the regular season. Talk so much about so many different guys. And I have five takeaways from the four-game series in Toronto. It was a four-game split or against Toronto. It was at Target Field. I was at the game Friday night. Had a blast. Great crowd. Great crowd all weekend. Justin Morneau inducted into the Twins Hall of Fame on Saturday. Just unbelievable. His speech was great. Really fun. And um, it was just a fun atmosphere at Target Field. And, and again, what has been a, a disappointing season, but a really good atmosphere for the second to, to final home series and the final weekend series. And I have five takeaways from that. We're also going to look ahead and find out what's coming on the podcast as we look toward the offseason, what's coming for the Twins, what's coming for content and what you can expect from me moving forward. So we'll look at that as well. But let's start with our takeaways. Five takeaways from the four-game series. Respectable split. And not just respectable because Toronto is a good team. But respectable because Toronto is fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot. Two of Boston, the Yankees, Toronto, Seattle. I think Oakland's on the outskirts. We'll make the wild card game. It looks like the Yankees are in the driver's seat. But they play Toronto this week. Jose Barrios going against Garrett Cole, I believe, Wednesday. So huge series there. Boston's got Baltimore. But Toronto needed to win three out of four from the Twins, really, to put themselves in winning position. And they didn't. They lost the first two and then ended up winning the second two. Robbie Ray was great Saturday. And then Sunday, Alec Manoa was pretty good. And Griffin Jack struggled, gave up a couple more homers. I think he's given up like 22 homers this year in less than 80 innings, which is uh, it's impressive. But the Blue Jays split, the Twins split, it's respectable. And a big reason why they split is because they, they won Friday night, and Bailey Ober was outstanding. And I talked about Ober's start then after the game, but also want to highlight how impressive it is that he faced Toronto like a week before that, the weekend before in Toronto. And they got to him a little bit. Marcus Semien got him. Marcus Semien, just unreal season. I can't believe how good he's been. But Ober had just seen the Blue Jays. Blue Jays had just seen his fastball. They'd just seen his stuff. He's a rookie. Less than 20 starts at that time. He made his 20th start at Target Field on Friday night and just pitches a, a great ball game against a Blue Jays team that, like I said, needed to win. On the season, in those 20 starts, 4.19 ERA. That's uh, above league average. 101 ERA plus, so 1% better than league average. 
And that's uh, even more impressive because it includes the beginning of his tenure, which was a little rougher. You know, had a rough outing at Target Field against the White Sox to get going. I was at that game. But since July 1st, 14 starts, 3.59 ERA, 4.17 FIP. So FIP is about the same as his season ERA. 70 strikeouts, 13 walks. He's allowed more home runs than walks. He's allowed 20 homers, and he's walked 19 batters, which I think is interesting and is a testament to two things. One, elite command. I mean, 5% walk rate on the season. Strikeout to walk rate is 20%. Elite command. He's not going to walk a lot of guys at all. Great command of the fastball. He can command his secondary stuff. And also that the homers could be an issue. I mean, very similar to Joe Ryan. I think these two are are similar in their fastball kind of tendencies and fastball qualities that they leave them up in the zone or they, they intend to put them up in the zone to get swings and misses. And what, what that can do sometimes is leave you susceptible to the home run ball. And I think for Bailey, that's a possibility. He's given up 20 home runs, but even giving up 20 home runs and 20 starts still has a better than league average ERA. So that, that gives you hope for even more improvement. You know, if he cuts that down to 15, how much better does his ERA look, right? If he doesn't hang a couple sliders or he, he gets a fastball even more up in the zone than he did that time that he gave up a homer. You know, it's it's interesting when you look at it that way. When you're thinking of ways that he can improve, that's that's the clear spot, home runs. Home runs allowed, and I think Ober on the season has given us so much reason to be excited for next year and excited for his future. I'm excited for his future in this rotation, and it's so important to have young, controllable starting pitching. Bailey Ober is the first of the wave. Like We're going to look back, hopefully, on a, on a wave of pitching prospects. I hope Jordan Balzavic, Yohan Duran, Simeon Woods-Richardson, Louis Varland, who won Twins Minor League Pitcher of the, of the Year today. I hope all these guys end up coming through and are good pitchers for the Twins. And I hope we look back and think Bailey Ober was their first in the pitching pipeline that they brought up, really, that stuck. You know, he stuck. And uh, I think there's a good possibility that that happens. And I'm excited about his uh, his future with the Twins and in this rotation. I think he's the real deal. And that was my first takeaway. Let's look at Mitch Garver and his season after the break. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that's directtv.com. Com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. That's directtv.com. Hey, Twins fans. This is Nash Walker with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a 
bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download for free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that's called baseball i'd get upside mitch garver is elite again that's my second takeaway mitch garver in 2021 is hitting 260 365 on base slugging 436 he's an ops monster 901 ops 13 home runs 15 doubles in 65 games for mitch and since 2019 so this includes his poor 2020 season He's hitting 256 with a 351 on base percentage, 553 slug. Among catchers with at least 600 plate appearances since 2019, Mitch Garver ranks second in weighted runs created plus at 138 and second in OPS, only to Will Smith of the Dodgers. Uh, has an OPS over 900 since 2019, 46 home runs for Garvin. His last 670 plate appearances, 32 doubles and a triple. 5.9 fan graphs wins above replacement, 6.3 baseball reference wins above replacement. That is a great player when you look at all those numbers. And it's not linear. It's not like he has gotten better over those three years. 2019, he was great. 2020 was awful. And then in 2021, has been great again in a limited sample with injuries. But the overall line is is beautiful. It's a great line for any hitter. To have a 901 OPS in a three-year span, or excuse me, have a uh, over 900 OPS in a three-year span, 904 OPS, but for a catcher is even more impressive. And this is where the Twins' upside lies. This is why in 2019 they were able to hit so many homers. They were able to provide so much excess value because their catcher and their center fielder are elite power hitters, and those two spots you know, the worst offensive positions on the field in most years, catcher and center field, especially catcher. So to have Buxton and Garver just lifts your offensive ceiling, it lifts your offensive floor, and it just makes you so much better because they are in those premium defensive spots. Garver, we've seen made strides defensively. Buxton, obviously the best defender in the world in center as far as I'm concerned. But what it allowed the 2019 team to do is put Jonathan Scope at second, and then all of a sudden, you know, with Nelson Cruz at DH, you have all of this excess value. And if your catcher and your center fielder are going to have a 900 OPS each with 30 homers in a season, uh, you're pretty well set up because you can find a good hitting first baseman. You can find a good hitting third baseman. You can find a good hitting DH. And, and it's really hard to have a below average lineup when you have Mitch Garver and Byron Buxton. Injuries have held them both back. But when you look at 2022, both of them provide so much upside. And that leads to my third takeaway. Byron Buxton's power breakout is real. And I think we started to see this happen in 2019 before the shoulder injury. But it's legitimate. He's played 181 games since 2019 now. Hitting 270, on base 315. You'd like to see that get up a little bit. But still, that's fine because he's slugging 558 with 39 homers, 51 doubles, and 4 triples since 2019. In his last 20 games, he's hitting 273 with a 926 OPS, six homers, six doubles. 
So Buxton, uh, you know, when he first came off, the injured list was struggling, but he has bounced back over his last 20 games and uh, is hitting the lights out of the ball again. And I think he continues to show us that it is legitimate because when you watch him and you watch his hands, I think he has the fastest hands that I've ever seen from a hitter. And he said this earlier in the season. He said, you know, I've learned that I can sit breaking ball a little bit because my hands are so quick that I can get around on fastballs. So he's waiting, 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 seeing it out the pitch. And then once he recognizes it's a fastball, his hands are so quick that he can he can still pull and pull with power without recognizing immediately what the pitch is out of the pitcher's hand. And that's allowed him to become a star at the plate and just a star in general. My number four takeaway, John Gant should probably just be a reliever in 2022. I think they should tender him. There's a chance they don't tender him a contract. But as a starter this year in 85 and two-thirds innings, 3.99 ERA, not bad, but he doesn't give you any length. Uh, too many walks, 18% strikeout rate. And in as a reliever in 2021, 20 and a third, 2.66 ERA, strikeout rate just under 22%. So just much better as a reliever. And like I said, really doesn't give you that length as much as a starter. So having a 3.99 ERA is not that great when he's only going three or four innings. It's still valuable in some sense, but overall, I don't think that that's a super valuable piece as a starter. And you don't want to slot him into your rotation because that doesn't allow you to look for the upside in other arms on the free agent market or on the trade market. I think John Gant should be in the bullpen. I think you can spot him against mostly righties out of the bullpen. The Twins have a lot of those guys now. You know, Jorge Alcala, you probably spot it against mostly righties. Um, John Gant, Tyler Duffy, they they have a, a crew of them back there, but I think they all can get righties out. And I think Gant honestly wouldn't be a bad addition to that group for next year. But we'll see if he's tender. We'll talk about that in the offseason. Speaking of what's ahead, we have one more takeaway from the weekend. It's about Miguel Sano. I know there's a lot of questions about Sano into this offseason, as there should be, like his future with the team, his future at first base with Alex Kirilov there and, and everything else. So let's do Miguel Sano's takeaway and then what's ahead after the break. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar has 12 original flavors, but they've added six new flavors as well. And these improved Built Bars are even deliciouser. Plus, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar, only five grams of net carbs for a type one diabetic like me. That is huge. Plus, right now, Bilt Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch, so listen closely. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. If you go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you also get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. My favorite flavors include the coconut almond, the peanut butter, the banana bread. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BiltBar.com. Unfortunately, Miguel Sano may not reach 30 home runs this season. He's kind of in one of those ruts again. And his last eight games, he's hitting 179. On base is 303, which is okay when you're in a, a tough uh, go at the plate. Slugging just 286. No homers over his last eight games for Miguel Sano. So he might not reach that 30 home run threshold. I was hoping he'd get there um, just in terms of having his second straight 30 home run season in a full season. But Miguel Sano 
for this offseason is a key question. I mean, maybe they just maybe he's not a key question. Maybe they just see him as being their first baseman or their DH. Maybe they'll just pick, okay, Miguel Sano's our DH. Alex Kirilov's at first base. We're gonna keep everything intact. Buxton's in center. Kepler's in right. You know, Arise is in left. Uh, Donaldson's at third. Polanco's at second. We sign a shortstop. It's that simple. But once you start shaking things up, it's gonna get interesting. Because once you trade Buxton, is Kepler moving to center in that case? Are you signing a center fielder? Who plays right? Is Kirilov then in right? Sano's at first, which means Sano stays. But where's Jose Miranda going to play? Minor league hitter of the year I wrote about today at TwinsDaily.com. Go check that out. Is he going to play third? In that case, is Donaldson your DH? Is Miranda kind of in a timeshare at DH with Donaldson? What about Garver and Jeffers? What about Sano? What about Rooker? What about all these guys? And we're, we're going to have a lot of these questions answered this offseason, which is I'm so excited about. Uh, I, I'm excited to have these questions answered. Coming up, Twins have three against the Tigers starting Tuesday. Then they have three at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City this weekend. And the 2021 season will commence on Sunday. We're going to have report cards on the show Right after the season, report cards for every player that appeared for the Twins this year. We'll lump some together for sure, but we'll do the big position players. will probably have their own episodes, their own half episodes. Off-season needs, we'll look at the uh, five to ten biggest needs for the Twins. We can, we can do specific, and then we can do more broad. The best free agent targets. I love doing free agent profiles. Last off-season, just filled notebooks with free agent profiles. Uh, where they fit in with the Twins, where they fit in offensively, defensively, clubhouse fits, all of those things. We're going to break all the free agents down that I think would make sense for the Twins. Best trade targets. We'll break down the guys I think might be available in trade. I'll ask around um, who could be available. You know, I was talking with Aram Layton, locked on Marlins, and and he said they have a lot of arms there in Miami. Uh, that could be up for grabs, and I'm very interested to see if that ends up happening. If the Twins are involved with someone like Max Meyer, would be amazing. We're gonna have mailbags. If you have questions, you can ask me about prospects, about you know free agents, trades, players currently on the roster. We'll have mailbags, prospect profiles. We will go over the Twins' top prospects, profile them, give them estimated times of arrival. I'll bring on Tom Froming. I think we're gonna have Tom on later this week or maybe next week. Talking about Jose Miranda, Louis Varlin, the minor league uh, hitter and pitcher of the year, and just talking about the minors overall. Tom does an amazing job with the minors at Twins Daily and with his video. So we'll probably talk to Tom. And speaking of Tom, we're going to have other guests, I'm hoping. You know, hoping we're going to get some players on, hoping we get some prospects on, maybe uh, some media members on. Really looking forward to the potential there this winter for guests, you know, over the COVID shutdown. Had to get creative, but we had some awesome guests. Like we had Do Young Park. We had the whole like Twins beat basically, minus a couple, um, which was awesome. But I'm hoping to do that again this offseason. We'll check back in with Do. We'll check back in with Betsy. Maybe we can get, you know, Aaron or Dan on. I know they're kind of celebs and, and they're too cool to come on Lockdown Twins, but uh, potentially could get those guys on. And then just, you know, overall media members. We had um, Andy McCullough was awesome over the COVID shutdown. So I'm hoping to have guests to season awards. I'll give out my hitter of the year, my pitcher of the year. I'll give out uh, rookie of the year. All of those things I will give out in episodes. Biggest strengths and weaknesses going into 2022 and beyond. The overall outlook for the Twins over the next five and 10 years. There's just so much coming this offseason at Lockdown Twins. You're going to want to stick around, I think. Um, it's going to be fun. And I love... 
the season. Obviously, I love watching the Twins every day. I'd be lying if I if I told you that I don't also love the offseason for the break of the nightly on the edge of your seat. I guess we haven't had that with the Twins this year. But usually when they're competitive on the edge of your seat every single night, and sometimes that can take a toll on you over 162, even as a fan. I mean, imagine what it is for the players physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things. But I also love the offseason because I love speculation. I love free agents. I love trades. I love thinking about making the team better. I love preseason projections. I love all of those things chirping with uh, opponent fan bases, especially the White Sox. I love all of that, and uh, I look forward to it this winter for sure. It also gives me a chance to get creative with content, I think. you know, Looking back at Twins teams, I'm going to break down this entire season in segments. The season goes so fast, and it moves so quickly that sometimes you it kind of it it passes you by you know you kind of get left behind when you're doing game recaps every single night it it doesn't give you an opportunity always to break down the bigger things and to really reflect so we're going to reflect this offseason because the biggest question I get is what happened to the 2021 twins so we're going to reflect and break it down in a in a more complex way we're not going to say simple answers it was the pitching yeah it was the pitching but why was it the pitching and we might not have the answers to that we're going to break down the numbers and look at it. Mention Jose Miranda, Louis Varland are your Twins Daily and Twins Minor League Hitter and Pitcher of the Year, starting pitcher of the year in Louis Varland and Minor League Hitter of the Year in Jose Miranda. Had a blast talking about them all year, and I can't wait to talk about them again this offseason. Congratulations to those two. We'll break them down, and I think they look like future Twins at this point with the way they're performing, uh, and I hope they make it. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back tomorrow after the opener with Detroit. Uh, Twins are to be determined with their starter. We've seen that a lot for them this year, Um, but whoever it is, hopefully they give the offense a chance to win. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Follow me on Twitter at NashRocker9. Follow the show at LockedOnTwins. We're going to start on YouTube pretty soon. I'll let you know when we do. I'll have some YouTube videos of my episodes if you want to uh, get involved over there. Thanks again.